0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're known for being polite, so we give you a
1: chance to talk too. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. I was watching something great. Uh, I got to get to the rest of that. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, who of course stars in Creed Three, coming up uh, this weekend. He did an interview. I don't even know who the girl was or whatever. But he was doing an interview, Walk of the red carpet. And I guess the girl that was interviewing him... Knew him from high school or whatever, some class. So she's introducing him, saying, "Of course, we're here on the red carpet with Michael B. Jordan, star of Creed." And him and I go way back. We went to school together. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm the corny kid, right?" I guess she called him a corny kid at one time in school, and she's like, "Oh no, no, I didn't say." It. He goes, "Yeah, he did. I heard it." And she's like, "No, we used to make fun of the name, but whatever." Now he's of course killing it, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. But what a feeling for Michael B. Jordan. To be able to walk the red carpet... I mean, the dude is a mega star. Obviously, he's been a star way beyond... You know, you go back to The Wire or whatever. He's been in a ton of different movies. And now just beyond mega star. Um, and, And doing these movies. And you have someone you went to high school with that may have called you corny, may have made fun of your name, whatever it may be. You know, as a kid, you take that stuff to heart. She may not think it's a big deal now, but he... I I remember every person who's ever said I couldn't do something or wasn't going to do something. I mean, I remember it. To this day, I take notes on it. Oh, yeah, that's tough to get into, or you shouldn't do this or that. I remember their names. So, of course, Michael B. Jordan is not going to forget being made fun of in school. And then he walks the red carpet as a major movie star. Here comes this girl who used to make fun of him and call him corny. Now she's, oh, Michael B. Jordan. We're here with Michael B. Jordan trying to get an interview. Oh, yeah, I'm the corny kid, right? Oh, man, what a win for Michael B. Jordan. He just went up a few notches in my book. Anyway, i got to watch the rest of that during the next commercial break. 877-337-6666. While you we were sleeping, we started the show talking about, you know, the rule changes that we saw get implemented over the weekend and the first action of spring training. I'm not going to get caught up in the results, uh, whether it's Jason Dominguez. Oh, the Martian hit a ball to the moon. Who cares? It's spring training Or Ronnie Mauricio hitting a ball deep or Beatty, whoever it may be. I'm not getting caught up in the results of spring training but you can see how the pitch clock uh the shift how all those things are going to look and so far i think so good i think there's a lot of intrigue while some of the you know a game ending on a violation with the pitch clock may not be ideal you still have to see players get adjusted to it you've seen certain guys you know Max Scherzer has talked about how he's going to have some fun with it and keep hitters timing off he doesn't have to throw a pitch the same time Every time, obviously, he's got a window there. We could throw that pitch or keep hitters off balance or you know, mess up their timing. I think that's going to be a factor. I just think it adds more intrigue and brings immediate attention to each pitch and focus to each pitch the way that we haven't had in a very long time, if not ever. I mean, you go back to the old days; it didn't, you didn't need that because guys worked quickly and you were, you know, seeing action. And the pace of play was much quicker. And then, you know, the last 20-plus years, maybe longer now, have the game has evolved to a point where it's a snail's pace and not much is happening. When a ball is thrown, it's, you know, a lot of times it's not put in play. Or if it is put in play, it's a home run. So strikeout, walk, home run, you know, those things don't. Obviously, home runs are great, but you want action. You want the ball to be put in play. Things happening. And with the pitch clock, I think that'll help. I think the shift or the banning of the extreme shifts, I think that's going to help. And also having when guys get on the base path, instead of knowing that a runner is going to be stuck to first base. Now there's going to be, whether it's the bigger bases, which shorten the distance between bases by a few inches. It's a game of inches. That makes a difference. The uh, inability to throw over there as often as you want. Maybe more pitch outs being involved. I think baseball is going to be a lot more exciting, a lot more fun this year. And I'm a traditionalist. I'm a purist. You know, I want to go back to where, each, you know, two divisions in each league, and each division winner makes the playoffs, and that's it. Go right to the, you know, right to the championship series. Not really, but I do miss those days. The expanded postseason, of course, is fun to a certain extent, but you get the point. I love old school baseball. I hate new rules and different changes and this and that. But I do think this is going to be better for the game. We talked a little bit about that. We talked about the Knicks and their recent success. Knicks have a big game tonight against the Celtics. You know, they're measuring stick for them. Not that we think the Knicks are on the level of the Celtics. However, they've been playing really well and have a chance to move up. I mean, they could conceivably finish as high as the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. And even if they don't get the fourth seed but get the fifth seed, they could face, wouldn't it be fitting this year, face Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs. In a first-round matchup where maybe the Knicks could actually win a playoff series. Which has not happened at all. I mean, what, once in the last 20-plus years? Remarkable that that's actually been the case. Actually, the more you think about it, it's really, it's not remarkable. It's depressing. It's unfathomable that that is the case. That the Knicks have just won one playoff series in that amount of time. But anyway, they have a chance, and they're playing really solid basketball, led by Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett actually contributing last time out against the Pelicans. We'll see what they could do. Tibbs shortens that rotation up. Josh Hart has had an impact. We'll see what they could do. Uh, against Boston, the number one team in the Eastern Conference later on tonight. But things are there for the taking for him. We mentioned Jacob deGrom a little bit. DeGrom had uh, uh, talked with John Heyman in an exclusive for the Post. Really not much there. DeGrom just saying that it was never like, oh, I definitely wanted out of New York. Yeah, nobody really said that. There was a chance DeGrom was coming back, but it's also not like he really wanted to be here. So I think DeGrom's missing the point. Even in that article uh, by Heyman, the exclusive by Heyman in the Post, to me, there wasn't really much from that. He talked about his old contract saying that he signed it and it wasn't really a thing that bothered him. Even the quotes that he gave Heyman, I'm not still so sure it didn't ultimately bother him that he had that contract. But nonetheless, DeGrom finally threw for the Rangers the other day, which makes uh, you know that story kind of relevant, which is great for now for the Rangers. But, Either way, he's there. Uh, and the Mets have Verlander. Everybody needs uh, to move on. And at some point, uh, we will with Jacob DeGrom. But unfortunately, sadly, it just wasn't meant to be for him here to finish out his career with the Mets. 877, 337, 66, 66. We mentioned Machado, of course, as well. He's off the board. How much of an impact did Steve Cohen looming have on that deal getting done? I think some, at least. If you're the Padres, you know, okay, he's opting out. We better get a deal done now. Instead of playing the game with them, Not that they weren't going to offer him a real deal, but they could have said, all right, let's see. We'll get to free agency and see how it plays out. Play out this year under your contract and we'll see. But knowing that if you get to free agency and the Mets and Steve Cohen are going to be involved amongst others, potentially the Yankees or whoever else, then you know it could be a problem. For the Padres to retain Machado. So, why not go out there and give him an extra 200 million and another, you know, what, five uh, or six years uh, in addition? It's 11 years, 350 million, wiping out the five year, 150 million that he had left. So, Padres lock up Machado. That means he will not be, uh, you know, a Met or a Yankee. And now we can continue to at least focus our attention on the offseason for next offseason if we look ahead or well, the possibilities of the next offseason. Look ahead at Shohei Otani for now until something happens with him, whether it be a trade to a certain team or if he decides to uh, you know sign on with the Angels before the season is over. 877-337-6666. Your calls on whatever it is you want to discuss. Eric is calling from Ron Konkuma. Good morning, Eric.
2: Oh, good morning. You know the on the the week of the opening of Creed three, I got to hear someone saying they don't like Rocky Bal- Balboa. Oh, I mean, come on. come on! I mean, and, Chris, and you just on. talked about that. You just talked about that interview with uh, Michael B. Jordan that you just mentioned. I mean, if that's not a perfect segue into when he runs into Little Marie at the bar and recalls something that she told him back from the first Rocky, right? And said, "Great insults last a long time," you know the then, then you gotta go back and, and rewatch these things, you
1: know. Right. So. Well,
2: that's that's
1: kind of the point. I feel like, and I've heard from a couple of people that basically just dismiss the idea of the Rocky Balboa movie going in because they don't like the premise. All oh, an old guy takes on, <laughs> whatever. It's not about that. It's about the tie-in, the nostalgia, Sp- Spider Rico and Little Marie and Rocky. Yeah, right. Being, yeah, Rocky dishes, being I mean. at a comfortable place in his life after dealing with the loss of yep. his wife. Like, there's a lot of things at play here. You know, him teaching his son lessons. It's not about how hard you get it. It's about you keep moving forward, all that stuff. Like, how many I mean, hits you could take. one and keep of the mov-
2: great movie lines now. Oh, my both, God. Know, Come on. But, of course. So, I'm with you. I, I, was, I mean, uh, that almost... You know, that almost made me sick. Not the White Castle I just finished up, but that's, uh, you know. <laughs> You're I mean, eating White Castle at this hour? Good morning, Eric. Uh, oh, well, I, I, you know, Sal, I slept, I slept like 10 and a half hours straight yesterday at the work. I, 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 I missed dinner, so I. White I Castle's know.
3: open right
2: now? Yeah, well, yeah, they're open 24 hours. And they, they don't serve but, breakfast, do they? Yeah, sure they do. Yeah, they got waffles, you know, sandwiches and stuff like that. But, you know, by the time they really? fall, everything's open anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got a breakfast menu.
1: What did so, you go with? Did you go, did you go with breakfast? I mean, I haven't had White Castle. No, I got, like I got a couple of 15. double
2: cheeseburgers. So, a couple of double cheeseburgers, fries,
1: you know. You know what yeah. I used to love from there? I, I like the, um, the Mott Sticks. And they used to have, do they have chicken, uh, like some kind of chicken tenders or chicken fingers or something I think I used to yeah, love like from Yeah, they
2: still there. got that. Yep. Yeah, they still oh, got man. both. So, yeah, but uh, White Castle, yeah, so the belly bombs. Yeah. I don't, it's never really bothered me, although I'm probably going to re- regret saying that now. But,
1: uh, yeah,
2: but, you know, <laughs> look, I, I said. and by the way, my wife saw the 80 for Brady. She liked it a lot, but she asked me if I wanted to go. I said, oh, no. You know, yeah, but, I just uh, that
1: was one of the movies that I would it wouldn't even consider watching. My mother and my aunt man. went. Like I, I feel like that's kind of maybe the crowd for. it. And meanwhile, I'm told that it was about the twenty eight to three Super Bowl, Super Bowl fifty one.
2: Uh, okay, I'll take your word. I mean, she didn't even really give me that much.
1: Well, my point of, is that I don't want to see that of all things. You think I want to relive the yeah, Falcons yeah, blowing sure. that Super Bowl? No,
2: thank you. Right. Right. Uh, and, and lastly, before I get to the, the, uh, the rule change thing, uh, r- real quick, cause, uh, you, you'll be proud of me, cause my, my wife mentioned my niece's graduation from college is, uh, in May. So I said, well, when is it? And she goes, the weekend of the 20th. And I said, well, uh, no, because uh, we have a potential game to go to. Uh, possibly. I know you were, you know, nothing's written in stone, but you did throw that date out there. So, which day uh, was this? Said, May no, I'm 20th. Going to, I'm going to the game with the guys, you know, but, uh, you this know. was May 20th, you said? Yeah, you said I know. I know you threw that out as a possibility. I couldn't. Yeah, it's on many, my list.
1: I gotta. I gotta yeah. go over that this week. There's a couple of things <laughs> I have to take care of. Uh, so I will. I'll let you know as soon as possible. But I appreciate you making right, that a priority. Right. But
2: I, but I told. I told her though I couldn't. You know, because of that. But I, I got other reasons I can't go anyway. But that's. Uh, oh. Okay. Um, all right. So look, there, there's a couple of articles in the paper. One today. One I think Saturday. Uh, really focusing on Verlander and Scherzer. Uh, I know Verlander said he's working on a pitch. He hasn't thrown in a while and, and Scherzer the other day was commenting on, you know, trying to come up with, uh, you know, different, uh, um, a mindset now to try to throw the, the, the hitters off, off track now with the, with the time, with the pitch clock. So, uh, I got, I got to read into both of those, which I find interesting because, I mean, you figure two veterans like that are really going to put this to their advantage, uh, probably more than the hitters can, uh, most of them anyway, you know. But uh, I, I find that, I mean, you already got, you know, basically chess games going on. Uh, and, and it's only just started with the first couple of games of spring training. So these guys have been thinking about this for a while, I guess.
1: Which I love. About. I love that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and you got two of the most veteran pitchers now on the team, uh, you know, that, that's in baseball. So I think that's going to be real interesting uh, to see how that goes. And, and, you know, unfortunately, look, I mean, we, we've talked about games in the past and everything. I mean, I remember, you know, when uh, when I had my season tickets, and uh, oh, so what, the name escapes me now. The guy, the guy used to, uh, uh, oh boy, the, the the pitcher for the Mets in the in the, the late nineties, who uh, you know, you, you knew when he pitched, it was it was going to take five hours. Steve Traxel, you're uh, talking uh, about Traxel. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Traxel. You you knew that was going to be a long game. Okay, just just because of him, but the game itself wasn't, you know that slow paced. I mean, and and if anything, one of the biggest culprits of it slowing down, I hate to say it, is David Wright, as much as I love the guy. He became one of those guys that after every pitch would step out, readjust the gloves, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, stretch his arms a little bit, do a couple swings, and step in. It became every pitch. Yeah, and also these guys, guys, I think it's a good
1: good point too, Eric. I I think it is with these guys, and, and as always, thank you for the call, good luck with the White Castle, that There's too much thinking done on the baseball field. And I I think everybody would benefit from less thinking. Go out there and do. Don't think, do. Or act or react. And whether it's David Wright or No More Garcia-Para famously, whoever, all these guys taking too much time getting into the batter's box, they're thinking. They're overthinking things. Get in there. See the ball, hit the ball, let's go. And maybe it'll help them become better because they're not thinking as much. Because you get up there and you know that now there's a set time. So the pitcher's not thinking too much about what the hitter's thinking and trying to outthink him by throwing a certain pitch. Batter, same thing. Just get in there. That's it. You basically know what you're doing, the pitcher, for the most part. And the hitter's got to go up there and be ready. I like it eliminate part of the game that kind of hurts these guys, specifically the batter, with too much thinking. I think that at times it could be crippling. Bob is calling from Clifton, New Jersey. What's up, Bob?
4: Yeah, hey, Sal. Great show. You got a lot of energy. I love to listen to you.
1: Thank you, Bob. What's <laughs> on your mind? Yeah, no
4: problem. Yeah, I'm just two uh, rules, um, comments, questions, whatever. So the first one is the one you talked about, that you kind of made up so we'll call it the look how rule with with bases loaded the clock you shut the you shut the uh, the pitch clock off, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned that with the bases loaded.
1: Yeah, because there was something yeah. that came up over the weekend and a caller wasn't happy yeah. about it. He was trying to say that the rules should be in place innings one through eight and I just countered with why not yeah. just make the clock off during a bases loaded situation regardless of what inning.
4: Yeah, I just I just came up with a scenario like Pitchers can fool around with something like this. Say it's like, it's the bottom of the 10th, tie game. First guy up triples. Now the pitcher intentionally can walk the next two guys, right? Just to load the bases so he can then pitch without the clock. Being on, so little things like that could go on. Would we'll you say? Yeah,
1: but so what? I mean, you you think yeah. that it's more valuable to put two guys on than worry about the clock? I mean, my whole yeah. thing. Th- this is not about giving an advantage to anybody. The pitch mm-hmm. clock situation with the bases loaded. See, pitch clock is put in play to speed up the game, the pace of play, and mm-hmm. also create. A spot where you want the attention focused on each pitch because you know it's happening rapidly. Well, nobody has to worry about that with bases loaded because bases loaded doesn't matter how long each pitch is. There's instant drama there. You're locked in. You're watching that regardless. So for yeah. me, I don't have a problem to prevent a spot where somebody walks in a winning run or gets a violation with the bases loaded, why not have yeah. a situation where a base is loaded, the pitch clock could be off? I, I, look, I don't care yeah. either way, and I think players yeah, yeah. got to adjust, but I'm saying that's one way to potentially solve that issue.
4: No, no I hear you. I hear you. you know, the last thing, um, uh, some, the other guy, one or two two guys ago, a little, stole my thunder a little, but now with the new rules, first of all, I, I don't like the ghost runner, you know, mm-hmm. but if you got to compromise, I say don't put him at second. I say you put him at first, now with the new rules, because it it makes it easier now to earn to get to second base. I mean, now if, if the pitcher can only throw over twice. So there's a better chance. If you put the guy on first, there's a better chance he's got to he could steal second. You know, let him earn it. And, and also say the guy's not a speedy fella. So, okay, so with the shift off, there's a better chance, like, a hit-and-run will come back, you know, like a 2-1 count, so mm.
1: the,
4: but the hit-and-run. I, I just think these rules make it e- a little easier now, where you don't have to put them at second and make it
1: so. You know, know, that's the best point, Bob, that I think I've heard here so far, and thank you for the call, appreciate checking in, where these rules, you, that rule at second base, the runner at second base, I, I get that it's a little different. You know, remember, during the pandemic, uh, they they tinkered with things a lot. That's one thing, obviously, that stuck. Trying to prevent pitchers having to go deep into the night or teams trying to use pitchers in extra inning games, which can hurt them the rest of the week, which hurts each team. It hurts the quality of play. There's, There's a lot of different reasons. You know, you don't want a game to take forever with nothing happening. But with the new rules that are put in place to make the game better, maybe it's not necessary anymore to have the runner be put on second base. I don't know. I, I don't particularly think it's a big deal, the runner at second base in extra innings. It's only for games that are in extra innings. It does add instant drama and intrigue, but maybe, you know, uh, maybe because of the new rules, we'll see the style of play become much better and maybe there wouldn't be a need for it. But You know, as of now, and it seems like it's going to be a thing that's going to be permanent where they made that rule change where the runner is going to be at second base in extra innings. Just like the shootout or three-on-three overtime, it's just part of regular season baseball now. In the event that games go to extra innings, it's going to be a runner placed at second base. I mean, that's it. We'll get used to it. We'll deal with it. 20 years from now, people won't even know that there was a time before that that there weren't runners put at second base. Odd to think of, but I mean, that's just the reality. But I do think you bring up a good point that now it should be easier for guys to get base hits without, let's say, that shift, right? Where you know you you, you the the way guys hit where they're not guys that can put the ball in play and hit to all fields harder than maybe manufacture runs in the game prior to the rule changes now, or maybe now it's easier to manufacture runs and you have a situation where you don't need guys put on second base and extra innings. Either way uh, it's here and it's likely not going anywhere.
3: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today when
1: this happened you talked about it on the fan and the ball game's
0: over and the giants
5: have won super bowl 46 when
1: new york sports happens talk about it here the fan 1019 fm and always live on the free
2: odyssey app
1: Got it back on the fan may 2023 the year you beat vegas superbook sports gives you the chance every week to go head to head with the best odds makers in las vegas no fancy computer algorithms no guys across the pond setting lines for american sports just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at the superbook in las vegas plus Superbook features some of the best odds, boosts, and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. The Bear is calling from the Bronx. The Bear?
6: How, How are you, Mr. Licata?
1: Great. What's on your mind, The Bear?
6: the rules
1: in baseball um you know it's
6: I'm a purist uh, I go back to baseball when it wasn't two divisions when it was just top to bottom whoever was on top went to the world series it's going to take a, a little bit of an adjusting for, uh, for me to to accept some of these rules but I think I think you you you're right um, I think the game will be better um I think it'll move better um but uh, you know, that's yet to be seen. I mean, I wasn't too crazy about the DH and uh there was a stat that they gave a while back on Talk Radio, uh about the uh pitcher versus uh the VH getting up and I'd like to find out still if if, if it hasn't changed very much because they said just because you have the D H didn't make the game uh more offensive, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's more exciting to watch a DH hit. I mean, aside if you watched the Mets last year, most teams though with an actual DH were better off than having the pitchers hit. How
6: About the bases, though, I mean, do you think that's a big deal? Because I think it's going to be a little bit of a, a change. I mean, you know, we haven't had too many people like Ricky Henderson stealing bases. I mean, right. what do you? Oh, it's become you think obsolete. About that one?
1: No, oh, it's, it's, I think it's going to help now. And thank you for the call to bear. We appreciate you checking in. I think it's going to help with those things. I mean, the base is being bigger, which shortens the distance by a few inches. It's a game of inches, so we know that. But the lack of, or not the lack of, but the inability to throw over to first as much as you want, that is going to help create more base stealing opportunities or more or, you know, more likely you would think teams going to be trying to run because of that. Maybe it creates more pitch-outs, which could be exciting as well, thinking that stolen bases are part of the game. It used to be a huge part of the game. Forget about Lou Brock or Ricky Henderson specifically, where those guys were you know, next-level base stealers. Vince Coleman in the 80s hated watching him growing up. I mean, I liked watching him, but I hated the Cardinals growing up. Base stealing should be a part of baseball. And it just hasn't been at all in recent years, and it makes me not hate the game, but I hate the station to station, hit the ball over the wall. I hate that. It's not baseball. I like putting the ball in play, running around the bases, stolen bases, bunting. It's not that bunting is the most exciting play, but it's part of the baseball game. Sometimes it's what you have to do to win a baseball game, and ultimately that's the point. So, yeah, I think that these new rules, at least on the surface, and again, who the hell knows how it's going to pan out in games. People seem to be excited about it after watching some spring training action this weekend. But I would think that these rules are going to bring back some of the elements of a baseball game that we got so used to watching baseball growing up it's not like oh back in my day it was this and that but it was just a different game it was played the way that the game was meant to be played and now it's not it's become such an analytical game where strikeouts don't matter and guys want to get on base they don't want to it it never used to be never once did i ever hear Other than like some of the kids in Little League, you know, the the kids that can't hit or whatever. Hey, a walk's as good as a hit, buddy. A walk's as good as a hit. Nowhere ever in life, ever, is a walk as good as a hit. I mean, with nobody on, a walk is as good as a single. That's it. It's not as good as a hit. So the idea that people used to go up to the plate, or not used to, but you know nowadays people go up to the plate looking for a walk, and there are plenty of them. Daniel, I'll go back. There are plenty of them out there. It drives me nuts. It used to be guys want to go up there, and guess what? Hit! They wanted a the hit. Swing the bat. Try to get a hit. Put the ball in play. That's how baseball was meant to be. You don't go up there looking for a walk. You're going up there to hit. You get out, you strike out, so what? It happens. I'll get him next time. And now that doesn't happen. Not to mention you have pitchers that are afraid to throw strikes because they don't want to see the ball travel 450 feet. So there's a lot of reasons for why the game is where it is. And now there are reasons for the rule changes to try to bring bring back the game to where it was when it was more entertaining. Especially now with the lack of attention span in society in today's world they they needed to do something and I think this will help with that I'm not worried about the timing of these games I don't mind three-hour games three-and-a-half-hour games as long as they're played well as long as they're exciting and entertaining I want to watch baseball it's not a chore for me oh god oh another three hours I spent watching baseball Unless it's a painful game. That's where you have an issue. 9-8 here in the 5th. Yanks and Sox. I mean, like, that's where it should never be the runs to that level, the bad pitching, bad defense, walks galore. You know, September game that means nothing between the Mets and Nationals taking three and a half hours because guys are changing pitchers left. and like Those are the things that are intolerable. The actual timing of the game, it doesn't matter as long as the game is played well or played in an exciting fashion, which hopefully this these new rules changes get us back to. Fran is calling from Montville, Connecticut. What's up, Fran?
7: Hey, how are you, man? How are you, Fran? All right. Hey, listen, I got a couple of quick things. Uh, number one, I just basically don't support the new rules. And let me just tell you why. I briefly lived in New York for about a year and a half. And we used to go to the games on Sunday. And you probably heard of a guy named Andy Rooney from 60 Minutes. And him and about 35 of us used to sit in the upper deck and smoke a cigar and read Mm. the New York Times and just wait for the game to start. And it was no rush for us. You know, it was just enjoyable. The other thing I wanted to mention, uh, I don't know, about a week, I mean, a month and a half ago maybe, you know, you were talking about Munson uh, with his uh, low home run total and high RBI. I I, I know what it is uh, very much so, and that is because the power rallies uh, in uh, Yankee Stadium with 383 and 457, and Munson hit both to the left, right, uh, uh, left field. Yeah, uh,
1: right. Right, but uh, right. No, I get why. I'm just saying that it was just to me an anomaly. To I I don't know if there's been a player that posted stat lines like that. No, um, no, no. You're absolutely
7: right. And and the reason why is because he could hit the all fields, and Yankee Stadium was so deep. I mean, think about that. Left center field, four fifty seven.
1: Right, so right, so that takes away some of his home runs, of course. But I think it's a credit to him to be able to drive in all those oh, runs yes, without absolutely. the long ball. That's Man, kind of the fast. point.
7: Man,
1: and now, and fast. now, friend, now you see guys with opposite stat lines where they'll hit 16 home runs or or 20 home runs and have you know 40 ribbies. Like guys I mean, just oh. don't they, they they don't drive in runs outside of the home run. Munson was the complete opposite. I was blown away seeing that.
7: Oh yeah. I loved him. I loved Munson. He was great. And you know yeah. what? Another thing that nobody mentions, he could play hurt. I don't care how hurt he was. He was behind the plate. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know. Oh, uh, you know, it's great to reminisce. Yeah.
7: Yeah, they used to talk about, you know, him and Fisk and Fisk right. couldn't get behind the plate if he was hurt. Fisk right. was a great catcher, a great hitter, but he couldn't play hurt. Munson Every day he was out there. Yeah. Okay, so All, listen, hey, the, thank you so much.
1: Oh, no problem, Fran. Thank you. I appreciate you checking in. Yeah, I did mention Munson a while back where, I don't know if it was the Hall of Fame stuff or whatever, we just happened to be looking at some of the stats, and I was blown away that Munson had as many ribbies as he did in seasons where he barely hit any home runs. And to Fran's point, sure, the dimensions of Yankee Stadium, but it was just more of, wow, That's a. it was a credit to Munson. Driving in all those runs without hitting the long ball. Where now you have guys that all they do is hit home runs and don't drive in runs outside of that. Crazy. I don't know if baseball players, and this is just a stupid age old debate, oh, the players are better in my day or whatever. But I don't, a you guy know, like Joey Gallo, and I know he's maybe the worst of today's current players. A guy like Joey Gallo, would he even make it in the '70s or '80s? And how could you say that while athletes are better today, I don't know if they're better ball players than the guys that we watched many years ago. Athlete, better athlete you know, athletes now, better shape now, a hundred percent agree. But just the the way the game has evolved. You know, pitchers don't go deep into games for many reasons. All I don't need to go over the whole history of it. I don't want to make it like, you know, back in my day, everything was better. Let's hope that the game becomes better again. But it is crazy to think about the differences, even in just the mind frame. Where guys would go up there looking to make contact, looking to hit the ball hard, square it up, and now it's not like that. Looking for walks, looking at launch angle, looking at home runs. Hopefully they get rid of this, you know, Dark period. I know we had the steroid era in baseball, but this to me is even worse. Not that I condone the steroids or the cheating, but I mean, at least I enjoyed watching the baseball games back then. These games at times, it's tough to take with the amount of strikeouts, with the pitchers who don't throw strikes, the bad defense. Bob is calling from Socrates. What's up, Bob? Or, buddy, uh, I'm sorry, buddy, buddies. Buddy, I got to yep. put my glasses on. What's up, buddy?
5: Yeah, I'm just um, really uneasy with the new rule changes. With the clock now in baseball, I just feel like um, the clock is in every facet of our life from the time we get out of bed till the time we punch out. And with the hustle bustle world from the freeways to the computers to even the grocery store, when you ha- it's just hustle bustle, I was wondering what might be wrong with going through the turnstiles and taking your pedal, your foot off the pedal a little bit instead of pedal to the metal, America's pastime, and enjoy it. Now I'm in the stadium, my mind is on a 15-second shot, uh, pitch clock.
4: Mm-hmm. That's not,
5: I think the baseball gods are a little upset, and I think Major League Baseball has it all wrong. And do I want to watch Max Serger pull the ball for six seconds? That's speeding up the game. I don't, I don't get it. Maybe you can put my mind at ease, pal.
1: Uh, I, I think you bring uh, up an excellent point, buddy. I, I don't know. Now, here's what I'll say, and thank you for the call. I appreciate you checking in. It's an excellent point because even hearing you say that gave me anxiety because you're right. Everything now is go 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 go. And we're, look, we're in New York, so it's even more so. But it's. Always everybody's always on. The friggin' phones, the social media, you're always on a clock, getting to work, dealing with the traffic, getting your train on time, whatever it may be. And the beauty of going to a baseball game used to be you walk into that stadium, you forget about life and all its you know negative things and, and, and all the, the harsh realities, whatever it may be, and you just go enjoy a timeless ball game. Now, while I do think it's going to be better for the actual entertainment value of the game, you're right, there is a timed element to it now. And maybe the most important part of it is time. Throwing a pitch. Can't play baseball without a pitch being thrown. Everything starts from there. And now there's a clock Every 15 seconds, something's going to happen where there is natural angst built in there. Even talking about it, thinking about it, I start to feel that anxiety as opposed to just a calm exhale and just watch a game develop. Now there's, hey, there's that clock built in. You're sitting in your seat. You're locked in now, which again, I think could be a good thing in a lot of ways, But as far as trying to decompress and exhale and enjoy a timeless sporting event, that is not going to be the case anymore with baseball. It's going to feel at least a little bit... I don't know if feeling rushed is maybe the right way to put it, but it's going to feel timed. For the first time ever. And I do wish there were I mean look I've dreamt about moving to Wyoming and just I mean, going out there and having nothing happen just nothing around it's the total opposite on the east coast where the pace here is it's out of control nonstop and look it's, we grew up here we love it I understand that that's why I think this city is the best but there are times where you could use a little exhale and baseball used to bring that with being a timeless sport because everything else in life is timed. Unfortunately, now baseball is going to be part of that to a certain extent. Like I said, I do think it's going to make the game though, more entertaining and ultimately more exciting and better for fans. But just, eh, man, you started, why do you give me more anxiety? I'm already anxious to begin with knowing that that clock every 15 seconds got to throw a pitch, there's something about that that is troubling or does bother me a little bit, especially when thinking about going to the game. Watching it on TV may be a different story, but going to the game, I can understand your frustration, Bob. Sorry, I can't make you feel better there. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Got back on the band. We got about ten minutes or so. Of the warm up show with Alan Jerry. I have a lot of calls here, so I see the phone lines are busy. I want to get everybody in. Where the hell were you guys at two forty? I mean, come on! I couldn't use you. 240, 3 a.m., three fifteen. I get it. You know, the early, uh, you know, the early wake up call. Not there for the majority of you, but geez, come on! Now I got to get you know six calls here in eight minutes. 240, I'm talking to myself for 20 minutes. Me and Manny going over the Rocky movies again. Jim in Hackens or Hackettstown, New Jersey. What's up, Jim? Hey, Sean, good
7: morning.
1: Hey,
5: uh, I just wanted
8: to say, you know, I think the Yankees in the Mets, they're they're, really, they're so poorly managed. I saw a stat yesterday, uh, the Mets have the highest payroll. They're at like, what are they at, like $356 million? And the Yankees okay. were second, they were they were at like 236. I mean, and if you look at it, the teams didn't really improve themselves that much. Okay, the Yankees got one pitcher, right? The Mets got a pitcher replace. Uh, uh, you know, they got the Verlander. Verlander. Replaced, yeah. um, uh, re- Degrom replaced um, Degrom. Degrom, and then they, yeah. got, uh, they got what a guy from China or I don't know, an Asian guy, right? Oh, Japan, Japan.
1: They got. And yeah. Thank you for the call, Jim. I think we'll end on that note. Kodai Senga from Japan. Yeah, the Mets replaced Chris Bassett with Kodai Senga. The Mets replaced Jacob deGrom with Justin Verlander. They replaced Tywan Walker with Jose Quintana. So they have a different starting rotation. <clears throat> Will it be better? Who knows? They also brought back Nemo. You know, a lot of what the Mets and Yankees did was just not get worse. The Yankees added Rodon, and the Met, which helps their rotation get better from where it was a year ago, or at least you would think. And the Mets added bullpen help. <clears throat> That's where the big difference is. You're going to talk about the younger guys that are going to have an impact. But as far as the spending goes, yeah, the Mets got better in the bullpen on paper going into the year. The Mets are better in the bullpen than they were a year ago. Lineup basically the same on paper going in. And the rotation, it's, I mean, I think it's going to end up being better, but it's not better because they went out there and spent and brought in guys. I just think that Kodai Singh, you know, Bassett was very reliable, as much as I have great disdain for him after what he did in Atlanta and, again, against the Padres in the wild-card game but or in the uh, wild-card round. Uh, but Bassett was there in the regular season every fifth day. He was great for the Mets. There's no guarantee that Kodai Singh is going to be as reliable or as good throughout the course of the regular season. The hope is that he can be at least reliable to a certain extent and more dominant especially against Atlanta or in the postseason. That's the hope. Verlander should take the mound more than DeGrom did a year ago, but there are no guarantees. And if he does, is he going to be as good as DeGrom when DeGrom was on the mound? So it's not like the Mets definitively are better in the rotation. I think they could be better. I think they will be, but it's not going to be significantly better. Maury is calling from Belmore. What's up, Maury?
2: What's up, South? So you know where we were at 233. We were all sleeping, dreaming. That's what we were
6: doing. I get it. You were talking about the Rocky film. So I got two things. Number one,
1: the rule change. Bye, Maury Mitchell is calling from. Four. Hey, look, I don't care. Hold on one second, Mitchell. I don't care how much time there is in the show. What time it is? You know how badly you know. I, I don't want to talk to myself. Any callers? Don't come on and be uh, a wise guy like that. And I'm being nice, by the way, using the term wise guys. You know. Like I get that the majority of people are sleeping. There are plenty of times at two forty where I have plenty of calls. Today was just odd, and maybe it's just being a Monday morning where there were a couple of periods where there weren't many calls and now all of a sudden toward the end of the show, it's a full bank. I understand it. The closer we get to five AM more people are, but I understand that, Maury. Don't need you to tell me that. Do me a favor. Don't call me anymore. How about that? Mitchell's calling from Fort Lee. Good morning, Mitchell.
8: Good morning, Sal, how are you, my friend? Sorry I'm calling so late. I would have called earlier, but I got stuck. A uh, last minute job they uh, got delayed fight got delayed four hours, so they came at two o'clock in the morning. But getting to the Yankees and Hey, where are my jackets?
1: What what's going on with my Rangers jacket? You gave me the I, wrong I, size. I want a Giants and Jets vest. What's going on with I'm my gonna, with my I'm gear? Getting
8: here? You see this- I'm sending it to you this week. You'll have it by the week. It'll be in the mail. I might even bring it out to you. I got I got to come out that way to pick up a customer out in your way on Friday. So one wanted two. Mitchell we'll now and
1: Mitchell now has become like my driver here. We've hired Mitchell a couple times. Yeah. I got another trip coming up. I may need you again, Mitchell.
8: Oh, that's great, Sal. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah. and we'll just be sure we put the car seat the right way. But oh, that's just yeah, everything else. Right. Is perfect. <laughs> no,
1: baby, you don't have to worry about that and cleaning up the throw up all over the place.
8: Thank yeah, you. yeah, that's right. Okay, Sal. So getting to uh, you know, about the guy that just called about. Well, no one did anything. Well, guess what. Everyone should really look at it. Look at what the Yankees really did. They said, I know, it's early this, I know it's early, but if you watch Volpe in the first two games there, the kid is actually what the Yankees said he was going to be. He's going to be a stud. And I'm happy that we'll hopefully have him at, at, short, at shortstop. Maybe we'll put Paraz at third base. And uh, and then the guy called he said, Well the Yankees do Haber Kane Kinley. Kaneley Kainley became uh, he's a good relief pitcher who helped the bullpen. They also they got Green back from there, and then they also got Rodon. That's a big that's a lot of money. Well he mentioned
1: there. he mentioned Rodon, and that's the big one. Okay. I mean you can talk about the bullpen arms, but it really that's you don't know year to year. And yeah, obviously you like to have Kinley back and he wanted to be here and see what he could do. But the big move that they made was Carlos Rodon. Everything else is, and that's what I talked about, Mitchell, it's relying on the younger guys, whether it's your Yankees, whether it's the Mets with Beatty and Alvarez, obviously the Yankees with Peraza and Volpe, you would expect at some point, and one of those guys is going to be a starting shortstop for them this year to start the year, they're going to need the young players to be impactful. And we haven't seen that from the Yankee players.
8: I mean, The Yankees never had, and, and as as long as they have been a Yankee fan, Except for when you went back to, you know, to core four, they never used their rookies and said they're really going to give them a chance, except for well, but, those guys.
1: Which is fair, but think about it this way, too. Mm-hmm. Remember when we had the baby bombers, right? And then there was so much yes. promise with these guys, whether it was Bird, Sanchez, you know, obviously later uh, with Torres and with Clint Frazier, right. none of them have lived up to the expectations. And, they're all you know, bombs. I can't... They're all spot. Well, Torres maybe not a full bus, but the other ones were. So why yeah, am the I then Tor- supposed to be ex- excited about Peraza and Volpe? We don't know. They're just names yeah. for now.
8: Yeah, but Sal, but Torres wasn't even, Torres wasn't even he came in a trade Torres.
1: I know, but still, he was one of the guys that, one of the the prime piece, the prime yeah. trade piece. Cubs didn't really want to give him up for Chapman at the time. They did it. They won a World Series because of it, so they do it over again. But that was the guy, and Glaber Torres was supposed to be one of the bright young young stars in the game. He has not been that. So what am I supposed to sit here and say, Volpe's going to be a Hall of Famer or is going to be the guy? Like, no. I, I need to see it.
8: Oh, yeah, tell. It's too early, but I'm saying to you, it's good that the Yankees are going to put some. Rookies in there and put in some, you know, guys that are mediocre to all stars there and mix them together. And then eventually the Yankees are going to go get a left fielder because I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I think Mike Flores might be uh, your left fielder because they don't know where to put him. If they if they don't if they they can't send him down, so he has to stay on the forty man roster. So they're going to lose him. So who? But that's how, like uh, uh, Flores.
1: A Floriel, you're talking about? I was, yeah, about yeah. You're For- t- you know, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure who you said. Hey, do, do it. Come on, send me the gear, will you?
8: All right, Joe. So you'll get it. Relax, man. Let's go get it.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just messing around with you, Mitchell. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the call. I got a Mitchell got me a nice Rangers jacket, and then I try it on. I'm like, dude, this is the bigger size. I need the right size. He mistakenly gave me the wrong one. What a good guy Mitchell is, though. Who knew? Anyway, the Mets and Yankees are two of the best teams in baseball, but you definitely can make an argument that even though they have the high payrolls and even though they are expected to do a lot, they did not improve enough in the offseason. Mets basically same lineup. Yankees basically same. They've just brought guys. They didn't get worse. That's the good thing. Thanks to Manny Rodriguez filling in for Fleas. We appreciate his help. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. We'll do it again tonight. I'll be on at 7 p.m. Make sure you keep it there. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry's next. Sports Radio,
5: 101.9 FM. <laughs>
0: New York. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.